Blog Talk Radio. Crumbs our way. 
Okay, we'll give the job to Lovey Smith. We weren't sure, but fine, fine. We'll we'll, we'll take one for the team, and we'll give Lovey Smith the job. And then somebody help me understand the guy, the other guy that got hired. Um, Mike McDaniel. Is he the one? He's the one that they're calling a minority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His mother he's the is. One that, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, he's the one that they're saying is a minority, right? So, so, yeah, that's what they said. It, it, the exact quote that I that I saw was, he I, he self-identifies as a minority. Okay. Now, let's be clear. <laughs> Minorities don't self-identify as minorities. Minorities do not walk around and say, I'm a minority. They walk around you and say, the, uh... in this right here, I am that, okay? And so I'm just trying to figure out what what are they talking about. And then I go to find out that his father is black. I don't know. My father was black. AJB, was your father black? Uh, sure was. <laughs> okay. His father, his father is uh, biracial. Yeah, but 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 what I tell me what I heard. I heard his father was black. I didn't hear biracial. I didn't hear multiracial. I didn't hear multicultural. I didn't hear multiplex. I heard his father was black. Okay. What I'm trying to figure out is, I mean, from where I'm sitting, are you black or not? And I don't even know that I'm asking him. I'm talking about these people that are reporting his race. I have worked in a business that has had to identify race 30 years. And I have a lot of experience in this particular space. And I can tell you, if you ask somebody, they will be more than happy to tell you what they are. And they will not say, I'm a minority. They will say, and and if the person is black, Russian, and German, they will say, yeah, I'm black, Russian, and German. They will say, I'm black and Puerto Rican. They will say, my mother's black, my father's white. They will break it down and let you know. So what is it with all of this mixed messages? And it's like, look, you're not going to fix the problem with one or two hires. Not going to happen. It was like they were they were trying to reach out and create a narrative that said, see, we are actually hiring people of color or minorities. Now, the issue was, are you hiring black men to coach in the NFL? Because the NFL is 80% African-American male. So in a league that is, that is fueled by the black man, why isn't the black man in more positions of leader uh, leadership. That was the issue. And so you turn it into, we'll give you a crumb with Lovey Smith, and not to say that Lovey isn't qualified. He's absolutely qualified. But it was kind of odd that all of a sudden he was a candidate, and then they pulled out this other guy. I just I just feel like it's just more of How do you say it, Jay, the okey-doke? I just feel like it's just more of the, the okey-doke. I don't I, like. I, I it just leads me to believe that they're really not the people that are in position, the owners and, and the powers that be are really not understanding the issue, and they're not taking the issue seriously. JB, your thoughts? To bring up the Texans and the Dolphins. I mean, these are the two franchises that really make you scratch your head when we're talking about head coaches, minority head coaches specifically. Uh, you talk about Lovey Smith, it was just crumbs out. I'll take it a step further. It was crumbs thrown out when they hired David Cully last year. He came out of nowhere. And to get fired after a 4-13 season where the team was lucky to get those four wins to begin with and then now go and follow that up by hiring Lovey Smith, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling that. Number one, I don't believe they should have fired him to begin with, him being David Cully. I think that was that was a, a mishap on their part. And I feel as though with Lovey Smith, it's more of a Band-Aid on a bullet bone. And now if we take it down to Miami, with all the nonsense that has gone on there, it's the same thing. It's a Band-Aid 
for a bullet wound. You have the likes of Eric Bieniemy, who has been the leading candidate for many positions, but still has been left outside looking in. Runs the most prolific offense, or one of the most prolific offenses we have seen within the last half decade or so. He still hasn't had a job. You have Byron Leftwich, who I thought was going to be the one taking the, the Jacksonville job, but because of the issues with, with Balky, he took his name out of that, and, and understandably so. So we have a, a ton, and there's, there's other coaches out there, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, that are more apt to be hired, in my opinion. They have more pedigree, more cachet, if you will, than, than the likes of a Mike McDaniel. Something does not smell right with these hires, and it really does feel as though. Go ahead. Well, I earlier you mentioned, like, you thought they were throwing crumbs with David Coley. Coley. Like, I don't – what do you mean? Like, what? I, I don't understand that. Okay, then let me break that down. What I mean is simply this. You hire a coach who basically has been set up for failure. We had talked about this about okay. a year or so ago when we talked about if, if get a, at least if a black coach is hired for the Texans, at least he's gotten in there because he's one of 32 individuals walking the face of the earth. At least he has a fighting chance. But I was saying and arguing, yes, that's correct, but you're in a position where you're set up for failure to begin with. There was no – I got it. So it wasn't a knock on Coley. It wasn't a knock on Coley. It was a knock on the – no, no, it's not a no. Okay, I got you. No, I got you. First, you're knocking Coley. How the hell did he do wrong? <laughs> okay, I got you. No, I'm, I'm, I got you. I'm, I got I'm you. not knocking him at all of anything. I'm singing his praises because he, one, should have never been fired. Number two, you took a team that was basically devoid of talent. You don't have Deshaun Watson with all the issues that he has off the field understandable yeah. and still managed to have four wins. And it wasn't just four wins. It was four wins against, I believe, playoff contenders, too. They snuck up and, 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 and take a little phrase out of um, uh, the coach from the Lions, you know, biting the kneecaps. But I'm yeah. more singing the praise for Cully. He should have never been fired. That's my point. No. They should have. I got you. Well, I agree with that. They yeah, did. I agree. But, but, let's, but then let's, you fire and you fire up let's with Lovey Smith. And I'm not saying Lovey Smith, but he should have never let's, fired Cully. Let's Cully's come back to what now, though, because – that that was last year, and a lot has happened since then. It's a valid point, and and there's a lot of years that that point can be made with different coaches, um, right. you know. But <clears throat> you know what I'm what I'm wondering what I what I'm curious is well you can kind of answer that already. You know we we we've, we've got a lawsuit that was filed about two weeks ago or about a actually no it was actually a little over a week ago last Monday Monday of last week. And so watching the league react to the lawsuit, and I got to <laughs> say, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the reactions. I'm not feeling it being taken seriously. I'm not feeling like, you know, like people are truly trying to digest that this is a substantive issue. You know, and then, and then you know, again, Lovey, fine. He's qualified, but, you know, seems reactionary to me, you know. And clearly Brian Flores wasn't going to get hired. We know that. So you, you solidified it. Now, you want to show us that you took us seriously, us meaning black people, hire Brian Flores. One of these, why didn't one of these teams snap up and say, you know what, we're going to hire Flores. We think he's a good coach. Instead, we get disclaimers from the teams, well, we interviewed him, he just didn't make the cut. <laughs> you know, this defines the and, 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 real was going to can I ask why Brian Flores is so deserving of a spot over someone like Lovey Smith who actually went to the Super Bowl? Like, I don't understand this logic there. Explain this to me. Well, why like, was it fired? Lovey Smith went to the Super Bowl. Huh? Years ago. Yeah, got, but he, I'm saying that Flores hasn't even been to the playoffs. Okay, stop. This guy just took Miami, the laughing stock of the AFC. They won seven of their last games, seven of eight of their last games. Never has a team started one and seven and then won seven of their ass, seven out of their last eight to get fired. 
And when he was and when no, he I don't think so, I didn't agree with the firing. I didn't agree with the firing. I just don't like Lovey being, you know, it like. So from my, my perspective, Brian Flores shouldn't have been fired. He did a good job. We actually talked about the Dolphins towards the end of the year. They went on that seven or eight game winning streak, so it made no sense for him to be fired. My only exception was is is that like Lovey Smith. I mean, he does have as good a resume as probably twenty of the coaches in the NFL, and so you know I don't. But he wasn't a head coach this year. Right. And no, he was not a head coach this year. Whatever his resume yeah, was, it was not good enough for him to get a job last year. But Brian Flores, did. Brian Flores was the head coach. And so right. if we're That's looking true. at and fairness, if we're looking at fairness, here's a guy who was a head coach in 2021, was fired. Not, not one person can say, yeah, that was a good fire. Everybody said. No, it wasn't. Not he was the hottest now, commodity. When Lovey Smith was fired, to say why was he fired? Okay, we can do that. But yeah. we're talking right now. Flores should have been. He should have had a job in three or four days. Right. Yeah. This, this is not an indictment. nine years. When 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 Flores was fired, everybody, including us on this show, was saying he is going to get a job within days, not weeks or months, within days. And it wasn't until yep. all of this actually started to come out where everybody started to backpedal. And, and it's because of that, that's why everybody started to backpedal. If this never had happened, if this was never about uh, racial inequality in terms of what was going on with the Dolphins or the Broncos or the Giants or what have you, let's just say for, for argument's sake, there was a difference in coaching philosophy from the owner, um, I can't remember, Ross, whatever his name is, on down to, to Flores. Let's just hypothetically say it's that and stick with that. We all know mm-hmm. 99.9% sure he'd have a, a, another head coaching job in the NFL right now. We all know that. You take a Dolphins yep. team that has nothing going on, and you take them to back-to-back winning seasons and barely miss the playoffs, we all said he'd be a head coach right now. And it's because of what's going on, because of the lawsuit and everything that's come to the surface, nobody wants anything to do with that. And that's why I said this is part of that, that fictitious part of the whole Rooney rule playing itself out. They will go ahead and have him be one of the candidates, but nobody's going to hire him. And it's because of what's going on currently. That's why. Well, and the, the other – the, the, the main part that I was making, everything Jay said is right on. The main part that I'm saying is um, uh, Lovey Smith became a, a viable candidate after the lawsuit was filed. After the fact. Okay. So your suspicion is what's happened is really just since the lawsuit came out, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Gotcha. It's not a knock on, yes. got on Lovey. It's just, it's just more or less being, you know. I said very clearly, Lovey is qualified to be a head coach in this league, and I'm happy that he got hired. I just wish he would shave that damn beard. But beyond that (laughs) beard, I'm happy he got a job. I just question, like, okay, why why now? Like, really? Make Lovey a head coach, huh? And we, you just, you should, so somewhere, somewhere, and and train is on, bringing train on in a second, but let me finish my thought. Um, Somewhere, and, and it's hard to explain this, K Star, and 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 I and I and I don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to. You know, we, we all know that you are out of in racism, but you are our brother, right? But it's hard if you've never experienced this and actually felt this to actually make you to kind of have you understand this. But but try somewhere somebody had a conversation. In my opinion, this is my opinion, my speculation. Somebody had a conversation somewhere. Just like all of a sudden Michael but, Sams gets gets signed to a team years ago. Remember Michael Sams? Openly yep. gay? Yep. Okay. Yep. Never never made it to an NFL roster, but got signed to a contract. Somebody had a conversation and said, Look, this is gonna be bad for us if we don't get this guy on a roster. He's on a roster. I believe someone had a conversation and said, Hey, look, if we don't get at least one black guy hired, this is going to get really ugly, and we don't need a black guy, no pun intended, on this league. Lovey, we can sell. Lovey is a good coach. Lovey has a track record, and he knows how to succeed in the, these environments because he's done it before. 
so we're not taking a risk. He's a known commodity. So we need to figure out a way how we're going to get Levy on the team. That's what I think. Right. Something right, along right, right. Let's bring in Dr. Smoking. Train. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Sorry about that. Well, Good grief. Um, going on, Tim? Can you tell your former coach to shave his beard, please? I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy there. White, that dark, dark skinned brother with a white ass beard like that. Bro, say that shit, please. Hey, man. <laughs> Levy said the clean face didn't work the first time around, man. He's going with something different. So, Train, you, you caught, the, you caught the, the gist of our discussion before we get into making Super Bowl predictions and stuff. We kind of recapping the, um, the, the the events that have happened in the last three or four days since the pop-up show we did on Friday. And, right. you know, I, I, I'm on a little bit of a rant, but not a major one. But, you know, I did get some rest, so uh, I, I'm a little better. I feel a little better tonight than I did last night. Um, and my first thing that you probably did miss was, you know, the guy, Jay, who's the other guy they hired? You know all these things. I can't remember nothing. Oh, Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I was just complaining oh, yeah. about all of and now that guy is referred to as a minority. That They're calling him a minority, right? What? And, and identify. Identify. <laughs> identify as a minority. And they're using all like these colorful terms. They, they, they're using all these colorful terms to describe him now. I'm sitting up there saying, you know, and, and, and you know, his father's black or his father's partially black or whatever. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know a black person anyway that walks around and says I'm a minority. Like, 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 what are they doing? What's going on here? If he's black, he's black. If he's not, he's not. It's really that simple. Yeah, you can be black and something else. That's okay. You can be black and white. You can be black and Puerto Rican. You can be black and Italian. Yes, absolutely. But it's usually I'm black and or I'm something and black. That's what I've heard my entire life. I don't hear minorities walking around saying, I'm saying, so what are you? Oh, I identify as a minority. We don't talk that way. (laughs) But that's what the news, that's what they said. McDaniel's identity no, is a minority. I'm like, who are the same? I saw the Shepherd tweet. I saw the Shepherd tweet. It was very strange how it was. And all of them, actually, from Rappaport onward, like the main NFL yeah. reporters, reported it the same way. So I do agree that it's a little suspicious. But the way they phrased it, how he identifies as multiracial, um, that was kind of weird. I, I noticed that immediately. What the hell? Hey, man, I mean, I know. Go ahead, just be real with Hey, man, listen, I know I'm at work, so I'm going to try to keep my keys as clean as possible and not too loud, but this ain't a motherfucking checkbox. <laughs> this this is not a this is not a form where you can, where can't nobody see you and then you can just check whatever fucking box you want. Yes, sir. Motherfucker, we see you. Like, like we, we visually see you. Right. Either you black or you not. Like, thank I mean, you. What, what are you? What are you talking about? This is not a checkbox. Right. Right. It, it, Did he say it was just the way it was reported? I, I don't. I don't. I didn't hear him say. I don't know if that was just like the way the NFL guys, the PR guys, are spinning it. Like, I didn't. I don't know if he went or saw his pressure. I didn't see his pressure. But did he actually say that himself, or was that just like the way? Yeah. He was recorded. Yeah. Heard the NFL announce anybody in any position and describe them as a minority, describe them as multiracial. Have you no, ever heard it was that? very strange. I've no, never no, it heard was very, that in 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I caught that too. I'm actually was curious if he himself also said that or or or, that, or not. I'm telling you, he did not. I don't even know the dude. I'm telling you, we yeah, don't he, do he that. Do that. So if he's yeah. got any black in his family, any influence of black, we don't do that. And white people just say, I'm white. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. I'm white. Or, you know, y'all y'all like yeah. to say, you know, well, I'm I'm German and I'm I'm French and, and, and I'm <laughs> I grew up with that and you Italian. I'm I'm Irish. 
you know. Yeah. I can roll no, with I get it. it. I get it. It was very, it was very suspicious, and it was very uniform in, in how it was reported. In that phrasing was very specific. In each time I saw it reported, I, I noticed that. That was true. Train said it best. This ain't a check the box situation. Now I'm mad. I didn't come up with that. That was good one, Trey. But he said it right. <laughs> this is not a true situation. This is what, and, and Trey, what I was trying to say, you may have caught some of this before I let you on. This is what we go through, though. This is, this is how we live. Throw us a few crumbs. Do a little something, a little smoke and mirrors, you know. And, 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 you know, like when Obama was elected, I cannot tell you how many times I heard people that I considered friends, people that I thought were decent human beings would say, what are you complaining about? You got a black president. I mean, you can't tell me that there's racism in this country when a black man became president. I heard that. Oh, I heard you, you, you do know his mama was white, right? So, I mean, he is white, too. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, mm-hmm. this is what we deal with. And it's like, this is not complicated. All we are saying is all we have always said is just give us the same opportunity to give everybody else. If I am not as good as the next person, if me and K-Star go and interview somewhere and K-Star, you are the better person, I will be the first one to shake your hand. There was one time in my life, once, that I interviewed for a job, and it was way over my head. And I'm dead serious. It only happened once in my life. But this job and I knew everybody in the panel, eight people. It was a, kind of a high-level job. And it had eight people. And I knew every one of them. And I sit down, and from the first question, I said, oh, shit. And <laughs> I, it was over my and I did my best. I fumbled through the interview. I left, and I, and I knew, of course, found out later that I was not the chosen one. I had no problems. I had no issues because I knew I wasn't good enough. Hasn't happened often. <laughs> but it did happen then. All we're saying is give us a fair chance. Whether it's, you know, you know, the law, the legal system, data entry, CEOs, or goddamn NFL head coaches, whatever it is. But we got to go through this bullshit. Well, you know, he's, he, he identifies as a minority. Man, these What the fuck? I'm looking at the dude. I am looking at this dude right now, and I'm still trying to figure out where, yeah. where, where's the minority part at. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I saw the picture too, and I was like, "All right, well, I mean, I understand we're a melting pot, and you know, p- people are mixed, and I, I get it." But I looked at the picture too, and normally, you know, even with people that are half and half or whatever, like my kids are black and Puerto Rican. You look at them, you can see it. They ain't no. There's no disguising it. Olive complexion, dark hair, dark features. It's like, yep. I look at this dude. I said, yeah, I don't, I don't see it at all. <laughs> I don't see it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some deeply embedded stuff right there, boy. If you have to really yeah. point your eyes and tell yourself a story in order to see it, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. And it was very strange how it was announced. That's for sure. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, this whole identifying term has just got me completely flustered. <laughs> I don't care how it looks, to be honest with you. When you start talking about I identify, I, you don't miss me with that one. I'm sorry. Next. I feel that's like Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 is, that is part of the younger generation and all of the, the new sexual orientation stuff that has emerged yeah. in the last decade or so, the, 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 the binary, I don't know what any of it means. Melina and Amari know all that stuff, but the, the non-gender binary, all that stuff, I don't know what any of it means, but, you know, they allow you to say, I am not a man or a woman, or I'm a man, but I identify as a woman, or I'm this or I'm that. It is now very much part of our culture and very much accepted. I don't stress it because it ain't me. I'm black. I'm a man. Period. End of discussion. I ain't got nothing. I ain't, I ain't, it's very easy. But, you know, the society has changed, and so now you get to actually say, I identify as, and it is culturally accepted. I have a lot of feelings about it personally, but I will, I will not get into that on this show. But, JB, I know where you're going. I know where you're going, bro. 
and I think we unlocked Well, that. doesn't it? That's all I'm going doesn't it feel like, and just on the concept, doesn't it feel like it almost can be, and we're kind of playing, seeing it play out here with the NFL, but doesn't it feel like it can almost be weaponized or used as a shield here? Like in the Mike McDaniel case, if they're saying ident- or he identifies as this, it's like they're kind of extending that logic to use as like a, hey, see, you can't say anything. He identifies as, you know, a, a multiracial or whatever. And it's just, when I saw the term identify, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Because it's not, that's not good stuff. If that's what it's going to now extend to. But it's, it's I identify as a pissed off motherfucker. The, they got a checkbox for that. Right, well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's another way to deflect what's really going on. And that's what really gets under my skin. Yeah. Quit trying to deflect it to make it seem something that we all know good and hell well it's not. Walk like a duck, quack like a duck. Don't tell me it's a damn rat. It's a damn duck. So quit with all yeah. this or identify this or it must be that. No, get to the root of the issue. We got a league 70, 75% that's black. We need more black head coaches. We need more minority owners, period. Stick to the script instead of trying to give us stuff where we can get deflected and, and change the course and then we forget about what the real root cause of all this is. Stick to the same game plan. Yeah. And then stick you, you know, and quit trying to fool us. You, you know, what would have been interesting is, and we'll never know, if Brian Flores had never filed a lawsuit, remained unemployed, and no one said anything, this guy gets hired. It would have been interesting if nothing had happened. I will feel very comfortable saying it would have just been another head coaching hire, we would never know that he's got a father that's partially black or whatever that situation is. This guy wouldn't have got on and said, I'm really happy as a black man to, to be hired in a league, da-da-da-da-da. That wouldn't have happened. Like, I don't believe if Brian Flores, any of that had happened, and this guy did get the job, I think it would have just been another hire. Of course. Yeah, I don't see I didn't, I didn't hear, like, a news conference or an interview with him, so – I'll have to go and Google it and see if he was interviewed. But I'd be curious if he addressed it. Because I heard everybody else addressing his race. I'd be curious if he addressed it. So, but, yeah. um, This is saying before that Flores would probably be the head coach of the Texans right now or head coach of somebody because he's more than qualified out of all the coaches that got hired, all the nine vacancies. He was the hottest one out there. And until all this came up, he was still the hottest one out there. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a complete down effect of everything when he came out with the lawsuit and, and the allegations and so on and so forth. So, yeah, this wouldn't have been a, a, a discussion about the hire from Miami. It would have just been, okay, another hire. Keep it moving. You're damn right. We, we don't know. But I think that, that yeah, I don't know if, Flor, if Flores hasn't filed. I, I pretty much think Flores wasn't going to get a job no matter what. And I think he realized that, and thus he filed the lawsuit. Um, all right, let, let's let's let's. Um, so so K Star, the latest you met, you texted us that Lewis Riddick um, mm-hmm. was being any any did that interview happen? Is it gonna happen? Like, what's the story? I, I really like Lewis Riddick. Um, so do I. Uh, it's supposedly it's supposedly supposedly should say it happened this afternoon. Um, I haven't heard much about it yet because the was a pretty tight list about all that other than, hey, we announced this is who we interviewed. But, yes, they, they did an interview Lewis Riddick, and I, I love that guy. I hope he gets hired. Um, he's a sharp, definitely a sharp scout, and he can send it to the GM. He uh, is more than qualified, and um, I hope he gets a job. I love that guy personally, and he's awesome. But, yes, he did get an interview, yeah, I mean, so we'll see. I mean, I mean, I don't know his history as a GM, but I, I really like him on ESPN. I think he's done a great job there, and you know, I mean, Mike Mayotte went from <laughs> ESPN to a to a general manager's job, so um, you know, Gruden went back in the NFL from there, and um, I, I guess we'll see. But I, I hope he, I hope he he gets the job. Um, probably for you guys, it'll be. I think it'd be a great hire, but we'll see. I think every every hire now is going to be scrutinized, and um, and we'll see. So, all right. All right, let's get on to this game. Um, so I, I want to start with it. With, with, I want to start. So, you know, you guys have, may have heard of the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. 
Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. Um, very popular book. If you haven't read it, it's a good read. You really should pick it up. It's definitely worth your time. Um, and in that book, Covey says to begin with the end in mind, right? So I'm going to start this with the end in mind, okay? So I'm curious. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to make your pick right this second. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm asking if anybody has a definitive winner select. You don't have to say who it is. But do you have right now a definitive, yep, this is a team that's going to win, boom, done. I do not, but do either of you three have that? Uh, I do. I personally do. Okay. Um, Try to say who it is and all that. Okay. No, 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 not yet. JB and Train, do either of you guys have that? Have what? Sorry. A definitive choice as to who. Don't say if you do who it is. A definitive choice on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Do I have a definitive choice? Yeah. So you have a definitive. I know hands down who's going to win, and this don't say it yet. But this is my choice. Yeah. Okay. JB, do you? No, I don't. Not teams are too evenly matched, in my opinion. No. Just for conversation's sake, and I don't want color just yet, but just name the team. Train, who's your team? Rams. And K-Star? Rams. Okay. So, I, I and, and we'll get into this, but, so I'm a bit surprised that it's definitive Rams because this playoffs have been anything but definitive. It's been anything but, you know, like, Okay, I just every time I thought I knew who was gonna win a game, that team didn't win the game, and I just mm-hmm. knew Kansas City was gonna be um, Cincinnati. There was no doubt in my mind. We talked about it last week that we just knew, especially after you know they got down twenty-one to three, the game's over. Patrick Mahomes, boom, boom, boom. Yep. And so yep. I, I have to say, I'm a bit surprised that with Cincinnati in Kansas City coming back and beating that team that anyone would feel definitively that the Rams are going to win this game. I'm a bit surprised at that because I am like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man, because Bengals showed me something that I didn't expect to see. I mean, they beat the Chiefs at home. Patrick Mahomes fully, you know, like in effect, like he was healthy, you know, like, and they beat him. So I will now ask, I'll start with with, uh, K-Star. Why? Why are you? Why definitively the Rams? Well, um, you know, maybe it's me being overconfident in this particular selection. But the reason why I think is because the Rams, to me, have a pretty big mismatch at the defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line. Uh, while the Bengals have played really well these playoffs and last, you know, half the season, they haven't played a defense as good as the Rams. I mean, most don't, right? But the Bengals' offensive line is their team's Achilles Hill. You know, Joe Burrow is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, and I think we all know what the Rams' passers are capable of. We saw how they really hurt Brady for about three quarters of that game. Um, what they did to Kyler Murray, and both of those were elite potent offenses that they were able to neutralize. And I just think it's one of those things where the Rams and their experience, you know, this is a second year. Second time, rather, McVay has brought this team and Aaron Donald to a Super Bowl, so they have a little bit of that experience as well factoring into them. They're coaching against uh, uh, McVay's protege, uh, an study that was Zach Taylor. And I think back to, I think back to when the Bucks and John Gruden um, coached against the Raiders and, and Gruden's replacement and what kind of advantage that presented because the scheme is pretty much very similar in, in Cincinnati. And I think that, that gives them another tactical advantage for the Rams. And to me, it, it's you setting up for – You going back to that? the Bucks and John Gruden make a case for this Super Bowl? Well, the reason why is because of the coaching familiarity and the player familiarity that um, Gruden had from, you know, Oakland. 
when he went to the coach Tampa in the schemes. Yeah, you're reaching now. You do so, fine. So that 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 okay, that's, that could be in reach. Oh. That could be a reach. That's fine. But that's, you know, my point is, at the end of the day, it's still yeah, Zach Taylor's still an inexperienced head coach, second year, and McVay's been there before, and you still have to get the advantage, I think, to McVay um, from that coaching perspective. So again, I just think it comes with trenches, and it comes with um, coaching, and I trust McVay and the Rams to get it done. They're also in LA, which you know, whatever, not really home field advantage, but wouldn't hurt. Okay. I like the Rams. A couple things to consider. Um, Burrow's the only sort of quarterback in playoff history to get sacked nine times and win a game. So when you talk about the, the offensive line, he's the only one that got sacked nine times in the playoffs in one game and still figured out a way to win. When you talk about more experience, um, He's fortunate. McVay has no Super Bowl wins. Remember that. He didn't win. So, you know, I I, I just I, – I, I think people are sleeping on these Bengals is my point. I think they're sleeping on these Bengals a lot. And as I look at the playoffs and I look at the teams that are gone from the playoffs, I mean, Packers, gone. Bucks, gone. Chiefs. Gone. Hell, my Cowboys. One of many teams that thought the 49ers was going to beat the Cowboys in Dallas, they thought it was oh, a bad matchup, it's this, that. And then when you go to pick the game, everybody picked Dallas. Gone. You know, right? Like, like. so I'm saying, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not, yeah, on paper, bad for the, for the Bengals. But we said that two weeks ago. So I, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I can't get there. I can't get there. Um, yeah. Train, anything different on your logic, different than what K-Star said, or is it pretty much the same stuff, or do you have a different thought process on why you think it's a definitive win for the for the Rams? No, no, not really. Nothing different. Lean towards the same stuff. Yeah, yep. you can – I hear you say the experience is not a Super Bowl win, but uh, playoffs, being in the playoffs, getting back to that dance again, uh, counts even it, it makes you even more hungry for it you know you kind of understand the atmosphere you know when McVay is going to think about you know some of the stuff that he could have done the first time around uh, but no I don't, I don't really don't have anything extra to add outside of what K-Star called those, those are my same reasons I mean I, I, I you know I look at Burrow and does he look like anything bothers him because you look at anything phases him, you know, I just, I, I, you know, he went in, he came out and said, yeah, you know, I hear that this stadium is loud in Kansas City, but I played in loud stadiums before, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. I thought, man, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about because guess what? They won. <laughs> they figured it out and they got to win. It, he just doesn't seem like he just, he just seems like, yeah, you know, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep thinking it's, you know, it's above me and it's beyond me and I'm just going to keep winning, you know. Uh, I don't know. Um, okay, JB. He's a beast. You're, you're kind of like me on the fence with this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm on the fence because a lot of it has to do with Burrow and, and experience does matter, but T, like you said, this has been a playoff where the unexpected has outperformed the expected. I mean, we got two number four seeds in the Super Bowl. I don't think any of us had these teams going in when the season started. I don't think any of us had these teams going in at the halfway point of the season. Arguably, I don't think any of us may have had these teams going in when the playoffs started. There's, there's, there's just so much on both sides. You look at the Rams, the front four, you look at, the Bengals, young, up-and-coming, hungry, they don't know any better. That's why it, it's such such a difficult decision. That's why I'm on the fence because of the fact that Burrow has these, these guys playing and believing. And, and the one thing that really stuck out to me was when they, when they beat the Chiefs, his reaction, you would expect for him to lose his mind. You just beat the Chiefs coming back from 21-3. to 3. And it was almost as if it was just another day in, in, at the job, just just another day. 
he is happy, smile, he congratulations and everything, but you would expect more exuberance from someone who's never been there before. But he was so calm and collected. If I was the Rams, I would be worse. Um, so let me, before I go into are we making predictions right now? Uh, you, might, you know what? Go ahead. If you want to go ahead and continue on with a prediction, why not? All right. So with all that being said, I'm going to take the Rams. Um, <laughs> am I – in my in in my light uh train and like uh K Star one hundred percent convinced? No I'm not. Because I can honestly see this being one of those Super Bowls where it's reminiscent of Montana leading the forty ers to a slant pass to John Taylor that beats the Bengals. I could see that happening for for Burrow doing that to the Rams and that, that would not sh- surprise nor shock me one bit. The only reason why I'm really going with the Rams is because I think that front four is going to put pressure up the middle. Yes, granted, we saw the Titans sack him nine times, but sometimes sacks don't equate to what you really see. Pressure. We saw the Rams put pressure on Garoppolo, and that's what sealed the deal. Bruh. Bruh, don't, don't, I think you, that you're doing good. Don't, don't, don't kill your flow by making a crazy statement like, Nine sacks don't really equate to what you see. Nine sacks means he was sacked nine times. That's what we saw. <laughs> There's no, no well, 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 but 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 you, you're taking what I'm saying out of context. What I'm saying is he got sacked nine times, and you expect the team, anybody's quarterback, to get sacked nine times. That team is normally going to win. So when I say they're going to get pressure up the middle, I'm not saying they're going to sack him nine, ten, eleven times. I'm just saying that pressure, constant pressure up the middle. I think it's going to cause him to make a mistake. And I think it's going to cause him to make a, a, a catastrophic mistake. And I think it's going to pull up into the Rams' favor. A lot of the team, a lot of what we've seen from a team perspective is very balanced. But I think that's the one piece, in my opinion, that will be the biggest difference. And that's why I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Yeah, I, I get you. I just don't think you – I don't think – I don't think – Nine is sure that could happen. You could be right, but you can't just miss nine sacks and say, "But this would be different." Nine sacks is still nine sacks, and any one of those sacks and any one of those pressures could have did exactly what you're predicting could happen with the Rams. He had a lot of pressure that day and was caught nine times, period, and yet he found a way to win. Now you could be very well be right. Um, something could happen in this game that could cause him to do something catastrophic, yes. But all I'm stating is what we saw was a guy that handled getting hit, you know, sacked nine times. I don't even know how many times he was hit, hurried. You know, I don't have all those stats in front of me. And it is the most time that anyone had been sacked and won a game in playoff history. And that got my attention because I expect the Rams to hit him and sack him. And he did it once. Could he do it again? Um, all right. Before I give my prediction, um, uh, K-Star, anything you want to add to as to – you did a pretty good job of explaining your, your prediction. Anything you want to add? Um, just, uh, you know, one thing to keep in mind is the uh, Bengals um, do have an injury. At, you know, it's a smaller injury, but a tight end, Uzoma – He's been pretty solid for them. If he can't go, that's a weapon that's kind of removed uh, from the equation. And see the Rams have a big edge as far as that goes. Everything else is kind of been covered. Okay. Train, is there anything you want to add as to your your selection? Yeah, just you know, just kind of complete my analysis on the deal. Uh, I like I like the Rams defensive line. I like that matchup over over the uh, Bengals' offensive line. Uh, I like McVay uh, as a head coach getting there a second time and kind of uh, – just just watching this dude over the years as a head coach, I've seen him improve, uh, especially uh, when times when I thought the Rams just weren't going to do well. This, this dude has has consistently improved as a, as a head coach. Uh, and uh, just, their, just their, the overall team makeup. And what McVay has done uh, is the reason why why I heavily favor the, the Rams in this case. And but it is football, and what's going to happen is what's going to happen. It's still, it's still got to get out there on the field. But um, 
yeah, I do I do favor the Rams. I think they they're in a good position to to get their first Super Bowl. Okay. Um, well, you, you've all made very good points, um, and my hesitancy is two two players on the Rams that have me concerned. Uh, Aaron Donald, dude is, I mean, uh, you run out of adjectives to describe him. You know where he is. You know, you, 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 you recognize his number, and yet teams cannot stop him. They just can't. Double team him, he just, he, he's just relentless. You know, you talk about Michael Parsons in Dallas, who's, you know, great player and and as great as Micah Parsons was this year and 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 he was great as a rookie. Man, I look at I look at Aaron Donald, I'm like, that's still where you wanna you know what I mean? That's still the da da. That's still, you know, you wanna look at, you know, your 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 goal is as far as rushing the quarterback, there it is, right there. That's the guy. That's the guy everybody in the league wanna be looking at. And and Jalen Ramsey, the other guy, plays with a swagger, but he backs it up. He's so good at cornerback, you know. He might be the best quarterback cornerback since prime time. He might be. And um, that has me worried for Cincinnati. It has me worried. Those two players right there have me worried. Um, and everything in me is saying the Rams are the better team. The Rams went all in this year. We talked about it on the show several times, right? They went all in. They went. They they had didn't they have um, uh, Deshaun Jackson earlier in the year, and that didn't work out. And now they got Beckham, and they got Cup, and they got they went and got Vaughn Miller, right? You know, like Robert Wood gets hurt, but they already had gotten Beckham, and you know Cam Akers makes it back. Oh, that's yeah, that's Rams. Cam Akers. Makes it back, and you know they're, they're stacked. They went and got Stafford. You know, um, I, I I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to pick the Bengals in an upset because everything says the Rams are going to win this game. Everything says. I don't know that we could find one. Like I was reaching. Well, he got sacked nine times in one. Right? <laughs> that was my selling point, guys. He got sacked nine times, and he still won. Pick the Bengals, right? <laughs> but we've seen in football, when everything says go left, a lot of times things go right. Bengals are on a run, right? They're on a run. And they, they you know, none of us saw this coming. And I just think Cinderella, that, that glass slipper, you know what I mean? <laughs> So I'm going to pick the Bengals. I, I'm I'm reluctant to do so because the Rams just look so strong. So I'm going to pick the Bengals. Something just tells me the Bengals, man. Who they? You know, they, they're, they're who they, right? You know this. Yep. They're in your division. They star. Who they? That's who yeah. they are. Who they nation. Because they stole yeah. it from the Saints. They stole the who yeah. they. <laughs> Change it. Yeah. The who they, yep. Yeah. All right. I mean, Bengals have some awesome right. players. They have Jamar Chase. We can break a game open. Like, it's not, you know, other own possibility. We've seen them be explosive. I just think that uh, it's a pretty tough game in terms of matchup for them. But, I mean, they have a elite court. They have a very good – I don't want to say elite yet. They have a quarterback who is on the verge of um, being awesome. You know, they have really talented receivers, you know, and they had a defense that did do well versus the Chiefs that second half. So, I mean, it's not like it's – Impossible. Yeah, just but, you know, I know. I'm right just now. saying. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to make your pick. You're not going to switch your pick. Oh, I'm not switching my pick. I'm simply saying that, you know, it's not like the Bengals aren't good. Like, I'm not saying that. Just the Rams are really, really good. My team. Okay. All right, gentlemen, that's about all I had for tonight. I wanted to get on the head coaching carousel there a little bit and, 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 and they make some picks for this game, Super Bowl 56, Sunday 630, Super Bowl weekend. So I'll go around and give final thoughts. But as you guys give your final thoughts, if you don't mind, 
if you if, if you're planning a special menu, share it with us. I'd like to know what everybody plans to eat, right? We we usually do this. Wasn't it K Star that was like chips and dip and you know, we had this you know, really K Star. <laughs> Let's, let's, you know, whatever you guys are planning on eating for the big game, you know, share, share what you plan on eating. So let's start with JB. And mainly because I'm curious what JB's going to be grilling. I know he's going to be grilling. So, JB, final thoughts and what's, what's on the menu? Well, I'm going to go in reverse, give you the menu. Um, I probably will do some, um, some wings. This is going to be straight up finger food, um, wings, dips, things like that. I may get on and throw some burgers or hot dogs on. We'll see. I know them ribs I put on the other day, them things were saying, and I ain't going to lie. Um, so if I'm able to indulge myself and make get some more uh, ribs from the store, get them things seasoned up, I'm going to do it again because them things was hitting. Um, as far as final thoughts, give a shout-out to my wife. Her birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday. Hope you enjoy what's coming. Did my best on limited budget. And um, also, um, as we've gone around giving predictions, any given Sunday. We already seen it. Through eighteen weeks in the playoffs, we've seen it any given Sunday. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes up. And hopefully when off season comes, we can really gain some traction on what's going on with this lawsuit with Flores and, and really get some things uncovered once and for all. I'm really hoping for it. I would love to see some equality across the board. All the way across the board. So good luck on your picks. Enjoy the game. Chop it up next week. All right, bro. Thank you. K-Star? So I'm actually going to uh, my parents' house. We're going to bail me out. Um, so that'll be fun. And, and apparently they're going to they're gonna have uh, those, um, pull up, those pull apart, what are they called? The uh, garlic bread meatball sandwiches. Apparently it's garlic bread and, and meatball baked into the middle of it with cheese, which sounds fucking phenomenal. Um, and they're cooking some steak as well, so I'm looking forward to that on the grill. So that's those are the two main entrees from from what I'm aware of. So you you you're in Florida, right? Yes. Yeah. Parents lived there. Yeah, um, they actually moved here over the summer. Oh, okay. Now did they move there yeah, because of you, yeah, or they, is that important? Well, mainly for uh, yeah. For that, for that, and I think mainly for uh, their granddaughter, my daughter, that's for sure. It's not more, it's not really as much about me as it is for her. But yeah, the, uh, that, that would, uh, who would want to go to live near you? But the grandkid, okay, got it. That's, that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very thankful for that. That's awesome that they're here. Okay, that's so, pretty cool, bro. Any other thoughts? Passing on the train? No, nah, just looking forward to the game, man. Get it on. Okay. Um, Dr. Train? Woo! Long day. <laughs> Long day. Gentlemen, apologize for the tardiness. Um, definitely got caught up uh, talking to a coworker and looked up and was trying to go take a bathroom break and saw T's text. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, never made it to the bathroom. So. Um, second, um, man. The Bears, I'm loving our coaching staff right now, what we're doing. I don't know if it's going to translate onto the field, but it is light years. It is day and night difference between um, just what they're looking to do and what the hell Nagy was doing. So um, Chicago land is excited right now. Just some hiring coaches. Sounds strange, but coaching matters. And um, what's on the menu? Um, what's on the menu? Right, I'm getting to that. Okay. Um, I'm not hosting this year. My wife says she's not. <laughs> she does not want to host. <laughs> she does not want to be in the kitchen uh, and have us cooking food. So we're going over to some friend's house. However, I did buy some real thin uh, steak that I was going to season and put on their grill, and uh, I'm still debating what else I'm going to buy. I, I, I don't I don't know for sure. But right now, it's just some steak, and I, I'm not sure what they have, what they have planned as far as food. Um, but I'm going to enjoy okay. the game. So. Hell yeah. Okay. 
I'll, I'll be brief, but uh, first of all, um, I didn't bring it up, but I will say I, I did watch the Pro Bowl, and I watched the NFL Skills Contest. And, you know, the positive side, it's nice to see the players. And, you know, Diggs was there. Both Diggs was there, which was, which was hilarious in both the game and in the, in the Skills Contest, the Diggs brothers. They were probably the highlight of the whole thing for me. Um, and then Michael was there and CD and Dak turned down an invite to be in this Pro Bowl. He turned it down, which I thought was interesting. Um, but um, I say all that to say it's time. To, it's time to re. re it, it needs a makeover. Okay, it just it, the entire thing needs a makeover. You know, you do a fastest man contest. Michael Parsons wins because Tyreek <laughs> Hill wasn't. Tyreek Hill wasn't even running. He was in it. He didn't run. He had just played a game. He was still tired. He didn't run. Hilarious. So it's like, yeah, and then Micah and Nick Chubb were going back and forth. And, you know, I mean, it was – the banter was interesting and nice and all of that and digs and digs going back and forth. But they're brothers, and, you know, it's, it was all love. But, you know, all of that stuff was fun. And I'm sure it was fun for all of them to go and for their families to be there. But if the NFL wants to have a show that is marketable, marketable – this this ain't working. The game was pathetic because no one wants to get hurt. And no one's playing, like, at all. They're just not playing. And yet you're paying $80,000 per player to the winner, $40,000 per player to the loser. Right? And it just – it's a mockery. And, and um, I will say this, though. In the accuracy, I mean, if you watched all the, the quarterbacks that threw um, – Russell Wilson was head and shoulders above all of them. It was amazing. On a cold night in Vegas that had a breeze, the guy was pinpoint accurate. Like, it, it was like, it, it literally was, he was the last one to throw, and it was literally like, hold my beer. And he just starts, starts, starts. You know, or like we used to say in Madden, dots, right? That's what he was doing. So that was pretty cool. But NFL's got to rethink that whole thing. Rethink the whole thing. I like the big thing, you know, maybe you think about, storylines like that and turn it into some sort of, you know, digs on digs. We're going to make that a contest. You bring in, you bring in a Hall of Fame quarterback like, you know, I don't know, Steve Young or somebody, and you have to throw passes to these guys or, you know, I don't know. There's so many things that you can do that are fun but won't risk injury that I think they need to go that route. Get rid of the game altogether. It's, it's useless. They're not playing. And come up with something fun that a fan would want to see. And that, that's those, – those, those, those are my thoughts. Um, I asked you guys for a menu. I'm really not even sure my menu is, to be honest with you. I, I, do, have, I, do, I do have a guest, and, and she's listening as we speak. And so I, I kind of don't want to tip my hand. But um, I will tell you what I had next week, okay? I'll tell you in, in the opposite side. This is what I made or bought. <laughs> More than likely it's going to be, you know, stuff that I make because that's what I do. Um, so I'll, I'll let y'all know next week what what I have for the Super Bowl. You can you can almost assure that it's going to be some meat involved in here somewhere though. There's going to be some meat. There's going to be a meat item, okay? Because that's just how I roll. So, um, so on that note, um, hey, we're finally here. We're we're at the end of the season. We're at you know Super Bowl time, and um, you know, you, you, by now you've gotten over the hurt of your team either not making the playoffs or getting knocked out of the playoffs. You're already starting to look at draft picks and free agency and combine and all of that. You're already starting to think ahead, you know, what's the team. We're already in that process, all of us on this phone, and so we're already looking ahead. But before we really put our foot in for next year, we got to watch this Super Bowl we got to see who's going to win because this is where the ultimate feud gets settled. Y'all know where I'm going with this. On the field. Everybody enjoy the game. We'll be back next week. I don't know if it'll be Monday or Tuesday. One of the two nights we'll be back um, to do a wrap-up show and uh, talk about how the Bengals pulled off that upset. So, <laughs> for that <laughs> You do not. You did not. <laughs> I didn't see if anybody was listening. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Snuck that in there. We'll wait. That was a good one.
I had to see if anybody was still listening, you know. So, um, but, yeah, we'll be back next week, Monday or Tuesday night. So for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. But most importantly, tune in next week and listen to the Mad Voice. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Good night, everybody. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.